Welcome to today's episode of Entrepreneur Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Jolene Bores, and if you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another podcast episode. You've spent months, maybe even years, trying to grow your Instagram social media community, but you still don't have any sales or engagement to show for it. And as an entrepreneur, this is one of the most frustrating things, which is why it's actually one of the most commonly searched things on the internet. And I have a solution for you in this video, and it may be one you haven't even thought of yet. So if I've piqued your interest, keep listening. So one of the things that entrepreneurs tend to overlook when they first start out in a business is the concept of finding your ideal buyer. I've had a lot of clients and even entrepreneurs that I've talked to talk about, okay, I need to grow my Instagram. I need to you know, get a following, but they never mention the fact that, okay, who do I want following my Instagram? Because when you're growing your social media or your, your audience, you shouldn't just be targeting everybody and anyone, right? Because if you do that, your sales aren't going to be as outstanding as you thought they were going to be. And there's a reason why. I want you to think back to a time you were scrolling on Instagram and like a post just caught your eye and you're like, okay, I'm going to click on this and read through the caption. So you did. And by the end of it, you were like, wow, this is me. Like they literally wrote this post for me. That person who wrote that post did a really good job of understanding their ideal buyer. And that's what you need to do. I want you to take a step back from, you know, really focusing on how many followers you have. It, it really doesn't matter. And I want you to start focusing on who am I trying to sell to in the first place? You know, the services that I'm offering, who would best benefit from them? And that's essentially what finding your ideal buyer is all about. Who is going to resonate with my brand? It doesn't matter if you have an amazing product or service that everybody can use because not everybody's going to want it. In previous podcast episodes, I've talked about um, essentially like just because your product is really good doesn't mean people are going to resonate with who you are, especially for my service-based entrepreneurs. Your brand is an extension of who you are. Um, I've had it where I was looking for a particular particular coach and I came across a few and I'm like, I don't know if I vibe well with these people. And I wasn't really digging into like what they were actually offering or like how like, I didn't really go into in depth. I was really just looking for somebody I would connect with because I know I work well with people I connect with. And that's what other people are doing as well. So no, not everybody is going to buy your service, no matter how amazing it is. So this episode really is about how to find your ideal buyer. And there's a few different things I'm going to go through. The first is what you need to understand about your ideal buyer. And there's five things. And the first are their fears. What are things that are holding them back or they feel that are holding them back? What are they scared of? What are their insecurities, their objections, their limiting beliefs? Maybe it's imposter syndrome. So understanding what your ideal buyer fears will help you connect with them when you're creating content. Um, For example, I've written posts before where I really 
dove deep into what scares me. And I've had people reach out to me and say, I completely understand and I would love to talk more about it. So if your ideal buyer sees that you also understand them, they're going to be more likely to reach out to you. And this sort of ties me into the next thing you need to know, and that's their pain points. So your pain points and your fears are going to be different. The pain points are things that are actually holding them back. Um, fears are essentially just things that people feel are holding them back because like when you fear something, sometimes it's not really logical and it, it may not even actually be as big of a problem as you think, but pain points are like hard data. Like this is actually a problem and they need it to be solved. So you're going to think through, okay, what are things that are actually standing in the way? And again, for my service-based entrepreneurs, this is going to be really easy for you because with the service that you offer, there was a time where you struggled because you didn't understand the information you know now. And what I mean by that is before you understood even your own services, like what you offer people, you struggle with something that led you to learning how to do a certain thing. For example, um, let's say you are a financial coach and you struggled with debt and you found a way to get out of it. Think back to before that moment where you figured out a way to get out of it. And those are going to be your pain points, the things you struggled with. Those pain points are going to be identical to the pain points that your ideal buyer is struggling with today. So find a way to resonate with those pain points. It's going to take a bit to think back to, you know, that moment before you understood your own services. But once you do get back to that point, it's going to be easier to resonate with those ideal buyers. The next thing, the third thing are their goals. What are they working towards? Um, this could be anything from sales to wanting to, you know, get more followers to paying off debt, whatever your ideal buyer is struggling with, uh, sorry, whatever your ideal buyer's goals are, you need to be clear about those. You need to understand what they're trying to work towards because if you can figure that out, then you can figure out where you fit into the whole mix and how you can help them reach those goals. Fourth thing <laughs> are their habits. Think about maybe some habits that are hindering them from reaching those goals, or maybe even their buying habits. What, what do they typically, or what's the process they go through before they purchase something? So um, let's say you're launching a coaching program and you're thinking about how, like, just trying to figure out how to word this. Your ideal buyer is going to go through a thought process before they purchase your course or join your coaching program. Understand those buying habits because if you can help them through that in the sales process, it's going to be so much easier. The fifth thing are their needs. So what do they actually need? And this could be something that they don't even know how to vocalize yet. So this is really helpful um, this is where tapping into where you were before you started your business is really helpful because where you are now, you're able to look back and have hindsight and say, okay, these were what my needs were. I didn't even know it yet, but this is what I needed. So take that and apply it to your ideal buyer. What do they need? 
So now we have all this information that you should know about your ideal buyer, but we don't really have a way to figure it out. And this is what the next part is about. So whenever I'm doing research on my ideal buyer, I create like a Google form. So I'll create a list of like 10 questions depending on, you know, who the client I'm working for, like what their ideal buyer is or their services that they offer. But let's just take my business, for example. When I do research, there are five questions that I always include in the survey. And the first is, what do you struggle with the most? So when they're going through this form, they're gonna to come to this question, and I usually like to leave this question open-ended so that they have room to tell you things that maybe you didn't even know. Because if you do multiple choice and you give them, okay, well, um, here are a list of struggles, they're gonna pick one that's like closest to the one they struggle with, but they don't have any room to really tell you what they're struggling with. And I know a lot of people like to do multiple choice because, you know, you can put that into, you know, a spreadsheet or data or whatever. But the way my brain works and the way I found uh, that research does well is getting like firsthand research, getting firsthand answers about real problems and real solutions, not numbers. Numbers are important for sure, but this is going to be more of a, um, they just understanding who you're trying to sell to. So give them that freedom. And the next question I have is, what is your reason for starting your business in the first place? And I usually like to put this question right after the, um, what do you struggle with the most? Because when people are first starting a business, there are certain struggles that they're going through that they're trying to overcome. And when they start a business, usually that business is part of the solution. So you can then kind of tie in, okay, what are you struggling with and how did that lead you to building a business? So you really want to find out their why. Why did you start the business that you did? And um, I've never actually come across someone who's answered, oh, I needed money yet. Because it's usually a deep problem. Because if you need money, why don't you just pick up another job? So it's usually something really deep so again, make this open-ended for them. The third is where do you hope to be in five years? And this really plays into their goals. For me, I get a lot of answers about, okay, I wanna travel, I wanna be um, you know, standing out from the crowd, all these different things. And they've painted this picture of what their life looks like in five years. And again, leaving this question open-ended because I want to understand exactly where they're headed and how I can fit into that process. How can I get them there? So you need to do the same thing. Ask them, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in a year, five years, six months? Doesn't matter the time frame. Um, just ask them where they want to be. And the fourth is what motivates you? And this is also part of your why. Understanding their why is going to help you resonate with them better. In a previous podcast episode, we talked about understanding your why and how powerful that is. So can you imagine how much more powerful it will be when you understand your ideal buyer's why? Why are they putting themselves through this journey of growing a business and sacrificing parts of their lives to be able to grow this business? 
So really dig into that. And the fifth and final one is what do you hope to achieve? So this is going to be different than, you know, their five-year plan. A lot of entrepreneurs are often centered around, well, I want to change the world in this way. I struggle with this. We need to raise awareness about that. And that's what I'm hoping to do through the business. And those are uh, a lot of the answers you're going to get is just things that they want to solve, not even in their own lives, but in the lives of others. And that's what makes entrepreneurship so beautiful is we're all just trying to impact the world, which is amazing. So figure out what they're trying to achieve. So now we know what you need to know about your ideal buyer and we know how to get those answers. Now I want to show you where to put these surveys so that you can actually get the answers back. So the first place I like to go to are past clients or even current clients, the people you're working with now. And really think about, okay, who are the clients that I really resonate with? Like which ones would I like to almost duplicate and work with again? send the survey to them because those are your ideal buyers. And that's what a, a lot of people or a lot of entrepreneur, entrepreneurs sorry, will overlook is they're like, oh, this was an amazing client. This was like a once in a lifetime thing. Like, wow, I'm never gonna be able to find a client like this again. You are. And there are more people like that client. So if you can really niche down and have that client in your mind when you're creating content, that's essentially your, your ideal buyer. So ask them all the questions that you have to learn more about the way they think and feel and the fears that they have, right? So send them that survey. The next place is Facebook groups. So I like to actually engage in a Facebook group before I you know, post a survey. Um, the reason why is because you're collecting information, you want them to trust you. So make sure you at least know some people in that group. Um, and another thing you could do is add an incentive. So take a recent freebie and create like an email and say, if you fill in a survey, I will send you this freebie. And this is also really helpful for you. Like it's like a win-win situation. It's like a double win for you because now you've also got to add people to your email list, which is super cool. But of course with their, with their, uh, confirmation or their permission, that's the word. You want to get these people on an email list so you can sell to them later. And the final place is your Instagram or whatever social media you're growing on, you want to send it to people there as well, but not to everybody. Um, what you can do is think through some people that you chat with back and forth in the DMs and you'd say, okay, who of this list of people would potentially be you know, qualified to work with me? And again, thinking about your ideal buyer, send your survey to these people because they'll fill in it for you. So you should be able to, out of those three places, get at least 10 people to fill in the survey, which I highly recommend. You don't want there to be one or two. You want to have a variety of different answers so you can compare and contrast, okay, this is a huge problem, or this is a very common goal, things like that. You wanna have enough people that you're, you're getting answers from to be able to do that cross-checking. So that is the end of this podcast. Um, if you have any questions, put them in the comments. And again, please subscribe and make sure you turn on the notifications in the bottom.
That's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. If you have any friends or family who are entrepreneurs and you know they would appreciate this podcast, don't forget to share it with them so that we can also inspire them to grow their businesses. Thanks again for listening and we can't wait to see you next week.